Transition Radio from San Diego, exploring the world of change with you. Are you ready to take your life to a new level? Join transition coaches and best-selling authors Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster as they explore strategies to navigate changes in health, relationships, money, career, and so much more. Get the information and tools to make your life smoother, easier, and more productive. And now, your hosts, Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster. Well, welcome to Transition Radio. I am Ken D. Foster, and my co-host is Paula Shaw, and today we have an absolutely amazing show. We're talking all about intuition and how to make better choices, how to get greater results in your life, and how to have more successes as a result of knowing your intuition. Absolutely. And Paula's here with me today. How are you doing, Paula? I am doing very well today, Ken. It's a beautiful, sunny Southern California day. What more could we ask? What we more live we in ask? San Diego. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I've always wondered, why is common sense so uncommon? I kept asking that question. Mm. And then what I figured out is that, oh, common sense relates to intuition. It's, the, it's when someone oh. has common sense, they're actually tuning into their intuition, which why it's so uncommon. Because a lot of people are not tuning into their intuition. They're running on their whims. They're running on their habits. And they're running on their moods. Uh, they're running on old programs that somebody told them about. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is, is in, this happens, uh, happens in my life. Happens your, What happens is we show up and we have terrible results in things we're trying to accomplish. Right. You know, so today we're going to be talking about, you know, when to push forward and when to pull back and when to know, when to surrender. Um, Wow, I can hardly wait to to get into it. I'm excited about it. I don't know about you. Well, and we've got an interesting combination today because Shauna Allard here is going to talk to us about intuition. And then Brenda Geary is going to talk to us about getting back, coming back from terrible health to vibrant health. And I think one of the key pieces in making that sort of a journey has to be following your good intuition and doing the things that are good for your body, the changes you need to make in your life to make that happen. Well, of course, absolutely. I'm sure that Brenda's going to be uh, talking a lot about that and giving us some insights on to how to let go of maybe some disempowering ways of showing up in the world, that, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, and maybe let go of some people in her life. I'm not sure what she's going to talk about, but we'll find out. It'll be really good because I know one thing with Brenda. Brenda has a lot of discretion and discrimination, I want to say, and wisdom. Mm. So she's going to be teaching us how she got that. And Shauna is going to be teaching us how to develop that within ourselves. Well, let's get right to Shauna Allard. Uh So Shauna Allard was born with the gift of intuition. Mm -hmm. She uses her gifts of insight to help others heal their lives Heal their bodies, minds, their spirituality. Shauna has earned the nickname The Knowing One by friends and those she helps on a daily basis. She's well known for her wisdom and her guidance. Shauna is a sought after intuitive counselor, a spiritual healer, and the author of the newly released book Knowing. And by the way, I read that book and it is very good. It's very, it's an amazing book. So I hope she'll tell us a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Shauna, welcome to our show. Hello, thank you, Ken, and thank you, Paula. It's so good to have you, dear. (laughs) It's so good to have you. I tell you, you know, I've been looking forward to this interview with you for a long time. We've known each other for a while now. Yes, we have, probably four or five years. And and I've come in and experienced your work and um, got some real insights into Mm -hmm. my own life, into my own family's life, which I thank you for, Shauna. You're so welcome. You know, uh, what, what... is so commonly thought, and I'm not sure it's true. I'd love to know, Shauna. Is everybody intuitive? Is it just a matter of you got to work on it to make it really powerful? Do we all have it? Or is it just that some special people like yourself are born with it and others aren't? I believe everybody's born with intuition, Paula. I think that um, it is a matter of developing it. Mm -hmm. We can learn the violin. We can learn to sing. And perhaps some people are more gifted on the onset. But anything that your heart is attached to that you really want to develop, 
you can. Hmm. So how do you describe intuition for our audience? How, how would you describe mm. it? Well, we've all heard of mother's intuition, for mm -hmm. sure. And yeah, like mom having the eyes in the back of her head? Is that what we're right. talking about? Okay. My mom had eyes in the back of her head. <laughs> <laughs> Not always a good thing. <laughs> well, depending um, on what like, you're doing. Right. I'd like to say I always knew what my children were up to. But I, I think kids get a little grace on that. I, I really find that intuition is something that we all have, but we may not all understand it. And so it's not just the developing of it, but the learning to trust our intuition. Does it show up differently for different people? It certainly does. That's a very good question. Uh, there are some big words like clairaudient and clairvoyant. It simply means that some people have an intuition where they see an actual vision or an outcome. Some hear the soft whisper of spirit in their heart, and some just know that they know which way to go. Mm. That's really good. I, I was going to ask you, um, how, when did you realize that you had this gift? It came on very slowly. I... I had an out-of-body experience when I was very, very young. And, you know, you don't know what other people are experiencing at that young age. And I was probably nine years old when I overheard some adults discussing Curlian photography, which is known photography for photographing the energy around people, plants, and, and any living thing. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, I wondered what that meant because I could see beautiful colors around people, especially around their heads. And I was curious. So on, on further asking these adults, what's up with the lights around everyone's head? Doesn't everyone <laughs> see that? So that was probably the first uh, glimmer that I had that maybe there was some uniqueness about me. Mm -hmm. And of course, through the years, a few little things showed up and it looked like little Shauna might be a little different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. There goes those lights again. <laughs> so is, is intuition what sometimes we refer to as a gut feeling? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And you know what I find interesting about that? We're, we're acculturated to trust our heads, not our hearts, not our guts, really. You know, like in school, it's all about what you know, what you can, you know, um, regurgitate from your head. So I wonder when you were having those gut-level feelings, did you trust them or did you have to oh, learn that's, that? That's a good point. Do you have to learn it or is it is it developed? I believe it's both, especially as we become adults. When I was a child, I totally trusted it. Mm. And Albert Einstein uh, actually said that the brain is the, the thinking part of us. And I'm going to mess up this quote. But the gist of it is that our conscious mind has become the one we all honor. Right. And our intuitive mind is the real genius. <laughs> and in society, <laughs> we've put it that we allow our conscious mind to be our master instead of our intuition, which I believe is our spiritual connection. Mm, that's really You know, does it show up as the imagination then? Because I remember <laughs> Einstein was so in tune with imagination. And, and mm -hmm. is it, can intuition be imagination or is it something different? It can come in the form of imagination, mm -hmm. especially if you are not sure what it is that you're imagining. Mm -hmm. And that's where practice comes in. That's where you were asking, can it be developed? Yeah, can it be more? developed? And I, I think that that is when you have imagination, when you're able to let your thoughts flow easily and, and just flow through you like a river. Right. But the trick is to know what's my jabbering conscious mind and which part is that intuitive flow that's the part that you begin to learn if you're training uh, yourself toward intuition you would decipher or maybe make notes so that down the road a day or a week you can say oh yeah that was an intuitive fantasy or an intuitive thinking rather than my mind chatter 
You know, I worked at Disneyland when I was young, and I, of course, Walt Disney comes to mind when I hear the word imagination. And I'm one, I mean, we've all been to Disneyland or experienced products of Disney, but I feel like not only did he have incredible imagination, I feel like he was kind of channeling some of that because who could come up with all of that just from a conscious mind? Yeah. And is channeling intuition, <laughs> is that another name for intuition? Because I hear people say you channel this and channel that. Right. Well, intuition and channeling are a little different. Intuition is when you just know that you know, <laughs> and uh, hopefully you trust that intuition. Channeling is actually when you go into a deep prayer or meditative space and allow a flow of spirit through you which is intuitive by all means, but it's a stepping aside of your humanness wow, and that's, letting that flow. That's good. Well, you know, mm. I want to ask you when we come back from our break, you know, can you shut it on, or shut it off, or turn it on at will? I want to know about that. But uh, we do have to go to break. But before we go to break, I want to let people know uh, how to get a hold of you, Shauna. So I know uh, they can get a hold of you at 1-800-KNOWING, which is 1-800-566-9464, or at divineknowing.com. Is that correct? That's exactly right. And let's remember to tell them that the book, Knowing, is oh. available on Amazon.com. Yes, in ebook and print. Woohoo! That's great. Okay, <laughs> so... We'll be right back, and we're going to be answering that question, can you shut it on or turn it off at will? <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio. We're talking about intuition, the key to vibrant health today. And with us in studio is... Intuitive medium Shauna Allard, who is an amazing person I know both personally and professionally, and we're so delighted to have you. In our last segment, Ken had just asked you, can you turn it on and turn it off? Can the knowing be there when you want it to be and not when you don't want it to be? Certainly, to some extent. <laughs> um Something about intuition is that it's as natural as your eyesight or your hearing. And so sometimes it's just there, right? Yeah. And the work that I do, tuning into divine and bringing through wisdom when other people ask me, that definitely I do turn off when I am out socially or, or with friends. I feel that that would be very intrusive and just not quite right mm. to know things about them so my agreement with god holy spirit when i first was given this gift was hey i don't want to be nosy mm. i want to be able to help people surely bring your wisdom through me for their highest good when they ask but when they don't ask let me mind my own business <laughs> oh, i love that shauna would you call yourself a healer there is only one healer, and I am blessed to bring that source through with my hands and my voice to help others achieve their, their most vibrant health. That's really good. So speaking of health, how can intuition, as somebody coming in and working with you, um, how can that uh, 
how how are you a service to people doing that, right? Right. Do, do they find out what their health issues are? Do they what what happens? That's a good question, Ken. Sometimes um, people come and they're curious. No one's been able to solve the mystery, and they will ask me intuitively what I see, and I have been blessed with the ability to see the aura and to see in the body and oftentimes see some of the issues. Other times, I just know the answer, which kind of fascinates me. I had a woman the other day tell me that she had asked me in a reading, uh, I just got bad news from the doctor, how will my health be? And the intuition came through me, everything will clear out and you will be fine. And she just reported back that she actually had a blockage in her artery and it had cleared and she was fine. Oh, that's good news. But I will tell you, I did not see the clot. I just knew the answer right. in that particular case. Right. And you share stories like that in your book, Knowing, correct? Yes, I do. Yes. And and what was your reasoning for sharing those stories? What were you hoping the readers would gain from reading them? Peace, hope, mm. a greater connection to their own source, their own creator. Intuition can do that. And when you have the peace of intuition, mm. you have a sense of when things are okay. Yeah. Or when, they, when there really is a need to go seek help or seek further help. You know, it's, it, I, I love what you said about the story <clears throat> with the, uh, the lady that, uh, that had newfound hope when, when she visited you. But I, I get that a lot of people come in and they're, they're, they're stuck. They're in a place in their life that maybe they feel a little sense of hopelessness or they're worrying about things or they're, they're in a place where they don't know which direction to take, how to move forward. Do you get a lot of those folks like that? Almost everyone. <laughs> <laughs> At least one area that they're a little bit stuck. Yeah. And let's face it, if you're not able to make a decision in life, mm -hmm. you're not moving forward. Mm -hmm. So sometimes what I do is just back up their own intuition. They know, and I say the same thing, and they feel they can go forward with their own intuition. Wow. You know, one of the scenes I loved in that movie, Eat, Pray, Love, when she was talking to the holy man who was intuitive, she was saying, you know, here I am, thousands of miles, I've come all this way to talk to this man who knows all the answers. And what did I ask about? The same thing women always do, men and money, right? <laughs> that is true. Do you true. find that to be true? <laughs> it's always about relationship, finances, and health. Yes, there We're you all in relationship with ourself, first and foremost, then our families, and we hope romantic relationships. Yeah. And, you know, finances allow us the freedom to do a lot of the things that we enjoy. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have your health, you've got nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me, you, you wrote this book, and uh, I want to repeat it on the air again. So it's called Knowing the Answers Are Within. Um, let's talk about the most important chapters in this book. What would you say they are? Every single one of the nine. <laughs> Boy, that was a great answer. Okay. <laughs> That's an author who's proud of her work. I love that. <laughs> okay. Well, let me focus then. Um, so how does a person find their intuitive voice? Well, in regards to reading the book... So that's in chapter one, by the that, way. <laughs> yes. There is a chapter that sort of uh, explains who I am and how these intuitive gifts came about and grew and blossomed. Mm -hmm. And then I devote a chapter to explaining some of the terminology that's used. And the whole book contains wisdom on how you can increase your own intuition, learn to trust your intuition, and make your personal connection the divine. Uh, you know, let me read some of these titles uh, of the chapters. The Gifts of Family and Friends, Health and Spiritual Healing, Children and Parenting. Here's my favorite. Business Intuition, Profits Squared. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true intuition business Intuition with strategist. Pets, uh, Knowing Your Intuitive Voice. This is brilliant. Can we talk about Profits Squared? Since um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners, we have a business audience out there, are wondering, how do I square my profits? Um, working with you or getting this book. Right. Well, let's face it. If you know who to hire, 
who to let go, yeah, and when to move forward, when to step into any market, mm-hmm. yeah, when to go bold, and when to hunker down. Right, that's business in right. um, my simple form. <laughs> but uh, intuition can help you with exactly that. Who do I partner with? Mm-hmm. When do I go bold? When do I go big? Right, and when should I shut my mouth and learn from someone else? So that all will create. Business profit squared. And I get that with parenting, too. It's the same thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Intuition is hugely valuable in every single aspect of our lives. Mm. Are there any exercises or simple things people can do every day, maybe to start improving their intuition, Shauna? Yes. Um, First of all, prayer is wonderful. Mm. But we, at that point, need to close our lips (laughs) And use our ears or our intuitive, quiet space to just be in that presence and listen. Mm -hmm. And even if we hear nothing, just being present, connected, and listening will help eventually to develop your intuition and make you more familiar with intuition versus mind chatter. Mm -hmm. So that going within that quiet time is Mm -hmm. really critical. Yes. Yeah. I call it meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think it was Leonardo da Vinci that said, isolation is the price of greatness. And mm-hmm. so this is, it's also the price we pay to develop our intuition is what I'm hearing you say, Shana. Mm-hmm. Quiet time with our source. Yeah. I loved what you said about the difference between intuition and mind chatter. Because I think that's probably also the thing that makes people not trust their intuition because they're not sure. If it's mind chatter, intuition, is there any way to tell so you can be more sure? Yes, it it really is practice, practice, practice. Mm. I still have a lot of mind chatter, very Mm. busy mind. Yeah. And it is hard to tell without practice, which is what? Mm-hmm. That's great. Good to so know. when somebody comes to see you, because I, I know that uh, uh, you mentioned that they can come in for a Reiki healing or an intuitive reading in person with you. Uh, when they come in, uh, can they ask questions of you? Can they ask, find out their answers through you? Or how, how does that work? Uh, well, the way it was presented to me is I am a little bit like a telephone or telegraph wire connecting the voice of spirit to the seeker, hmm. and I, my best job is when I get out of the way and just bring that wisdom through so people ask a lot of questions, any subject you might imagine, mm-hmm. and whatever answer comes through me intuitively, I share with them. You know, when I met your mom, <laughs> uh, first thing she said to me, she said, she's the real deal. Oh. That's mom, right? And she and, is. And you know, but I, I went and tested it. You mm-hmm. know, and as I mentioned earlier in the in the show, I went and tested it. And some of the answers that I got were so profound, nobody could have known that. They were very personal to me and to my mm-hmm. family. And they came really through <coughs> Shauna. And um, as a result of that, I was able to deepen my relationship with my brother, knowing where he was in his life. You know, and bring in more some more compassion and more understanding. Yeah. So it it really paid off for me. I just I just thought I'd mention and that. And those too, Sean, beautiful you don't healings. Know that story. That's a really important part of what you do. Those beautiful healings, you know, that can come about. And uh, and I too have had my personal session with her, and she is the real deal. <laughs> so let's tell people again how they can learn more about Shauna or reach her if they'd like to. Yeah, so they can get a hold of Shauna at 1-800-KNOWING, K-N-O-W-I-N-G, 1-800-KNOWING, that's easy to remember, or it's 1-800-566-9464, again, 1-800-566-9464, or at divineknowing.com, that's D-I-V-I-N-E, K-N-O-W-I-N-G dot com. Is that correct, Shauna? That's correct. <laughs> Did, do you know anything that you want to say at the very end here, my dear? <laughs> I know that intuition can help everyone have a happier, peaceful existence in body, mind, and spirit. And it's my pleasure to share anything I can. That's with great. You. 
Thank you so much, Shauna, for being you, on our show. We truly appreciate you and and um, hardly wait to do some more work with you together. Thank you so much, Paula and Ken. Mm. It's a blessing to be here. Thank you, and to us. And coming right up, uh, we have uh, Brenda is going to be talking uh, a little bit about her story of transformation and tuning into, we'll be talking a little bit more about intuition. So we'll be right back. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Baby boomers, are you prepared? In a recent study from Transamerica, 45% of baby boomers are expecting a financial decrease in their standard of living after retirement. If you live into your 90s, you can go without a paycheck for 30 years. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton from Sexton Advisor Group. With almost 20 years in the business, I can answer your retirement questions. Get your complimentary retirement guide by calling 1-800-560-2611. That's 1-800-560-2611. Or go to sextonadvisorygroup.com. That's S-E-X-T-O-N advisorgroup.com. Is living in today's fast-paced world making you feel stressed and out of balance? Are anxiety, sleeplessness, depression, lack of focus, or weight gain robbing you of your relationship and your energy? If you're ready for change, you need to call Paula Shaw at Rebalancing You. Paula helps you identify and eliminate self-sabotaging thinking and behavior. Using a wide variety of mind-body techniques, she provides her clients with the most effective processes for their specific needs. To book a rebalancing session with Paula, call 858-480-9200. That's 858-480-9234. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Welcome back to Transition Radio, where today we're speaking about intuition, and uh, we're about to speak to Brenda Geary, who is going to tell us her story about how she transformed from where she was to where she is now, which is this amazing, brilliant soul sitting next to me. Yes, Paul, you want to introduce Brenda? Yes. Brenda Geary, a former corporate executive turned entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and best-selling author. After two decades as a very successful human resources executive in a Fortune 500 company, her world was turned upside down when she developed a number of autoimmune diseases that forever changed her life. And in addition to that, in 2011, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. But I am happy to say she is sitting here today, this vibrant, brilliant, beautiful person Who's healthy? So, Brenda, that's quite a story, sort of like from disaster to something incredible. So how did it happen? Tell us about your story. Yeah, so um, I, my story is one of just transformation because I, you know, had always been really super healthy. I'm one of those people that never, ever in a million years would have thought that I would have had a health challenge. And so for when it happened for me at the height of my career, it really was devastating uh, for me. And uh, I really was one of those people that if you had ever said, when you're going to get sick and you're going to lose eight years of your life to debilitating illness, mm. I would have said, there's no way that that will happen because I was always so super healthy. But I tell people all the time, life happens and you can, you don't ever know. So life happened for me starting in 2004. And I developed like I, you know, in, in my bios, you know, a number of really tough autoimmune issues, fibromyalgia, mm. chronic fatigue syndrome, fatty liver disease, just a ton of issues, chronic itching. I tell people, mm. imagine being in a bathtub full of fire ants and your body never stopping itching from 2004 to 2011. And so oh. I was going to the doctors and the doctors were like, you know, we don't know why. I kept asking why, never could get an answer. And so um, they just kept putting me on more prescription medications and more prescription medications mm. And I grew up in a family where you don't know what you don't know, but what we did know is you go to the doctors and they give you prescription medications and you just start taking them. Mm-hmm. And I was on 24 prescription medications oh. at my sickest. And what I didn't realize, but I learned later, was that a lot of those medications were actually contributing to me getting sicker and sicker, but I didn't know it at the time. And so 
uh, at my sickest, like, you know, I said I was on 24 prescription medications. I had chronic pain. I had chronic vertigo, chronic nausea. It didn't feel good to live in my body. I lost my identity. I lost who I was because I went from being this vibrant, healthy corporate executive that was always on the ball to just existing. And I tell people all the time, you don't want to just exist. Um, I lost my ability to think because one of the side effects that I had with my issues was that I had chronic, uh, I had fibro brain. I had a lot of short-term memory issues. Mm. And so when you, I really felt like I was becoming more stupid. And I say that, you know, quote unquote, because I couldn't remember things literally for a time there, everything that came out of my mouth, I would have to turn to my husband and say, honey, what did I just say? Mm. Wow. Um, Because I couldn't remember anything that I was, you know, what I was talking about. So, um, you know, my, my low point was in October, September, October, 2010, I almost died. And so then, you know, when things like that happen, you start looking for other solutions. So I actually ended up going to a hospital in Mexico for two and a half weeks as an inpatient. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to ask what the turning point was. But I'd like to ask you to go back for a minute. You know, we're we're getting so much research today about stress and the damaging effects of stress. On the immune system. And I'm thinking this high-level corporate job you had, was that a real stressful job? It was a super, super stressful job. Uh, I did a ton of travel. I was involved in a lot of really private, high-stakes conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk, you know, you Mm. see these TV shows and all of the things that you see behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. I was a part of all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh And I am super sensitive. Mm -hmm. And so I was in a tough corporate environment um, and I was playing the game, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, my inner Brenda was super, um, just kind of sensitive to everything that was going on. And I was wanting to walk in integrity. And sometimes I was, you know, being asked to not be in integrity, but I was always pushing back. So, you know, stress in so many different forms absolutely does contribute to your immune system breaking down. And one of the things that I do mm-hmm. as I speak to people and I educate people on illness is talking about the different types of stress and how it does contribute to um, various diseases and disease states. Oh, boy. Yeah. One of the things I was really shocked to learn but a dear friend of mine who's a genetic researcher told me that we all have cancer suppressant genes. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that turns those genes off, well, at least the primary turns thing, <laughs> turns them off. Oh, it turns them is off. Is stress. Oh, okay. Stress oh, turns the... off your cancer suppressant genes. Suppressant genes, genes. Right. 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 Okay, right. got yeah. it. And yeah. you developed breast cancer, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So I had been, you know, and chronic inflammation leads to cell mutation and it leads to various diseases. So my body had been so highly inflamed with all of those autoimmune issues mm. that, um, you know, when I received the cancer diagnosis, it wasn't a surprise. Um, mm-hmm. And I do have a history of cancer in my family. Yeah. And so... Was that um, not the surprise or the surprise because you were pushing so hard, you thought you might have something? You know, um, first, I was just trying to get my life back. I tell people all the time, I just want to get my... When I was at my sickest, I just wanted to get my life back because mm-hmm. I literally got to the point where I was 20 hours a day in bed. Oh. No quality of life. And so what... The transition was, it did help when I went to Mexico, but it wasn't sustainable. When I got back, I was good for a few Mm. months, and then I crashed again. And then um, I do believe that people come into our lives for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I also believe, and part of what I teach, is that you have to be open to listening because that's where the gift is. So a young man came into mine and my husband's lives in 2011, and, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, you know, 24-year-old kid who said, you know, you should watch this ABC report because they're talking about something that could possibly help you. So I was like, okay, sure. And I said, yes. I said, what if? What if this can help me? Mm. I have nothing to lose and everything to gain. I had tried so many things. I had tried so many different modalities. And so it was transformational in my life to start with. And then when I got the breast cancer diagnosis, Mm -hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? Um, I kind of like kick a dog when it's down, but I 
I'm a positive person. Yeah. And I really believe that this was supposed to be part of my journey so that I can help more people. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just, you know, I'm five years in remission now. Right. Woohoo. I'm super grateful. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, on Transition Radio Show, we're always looking for cause and cure. Yes. Right? Yes. What would you say, bottom line, what was the cause of all this? The cause of all of this was um, stress, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I term it as oxidative stress. It's, uh, you know, like gene mutations in my body. And I know it's techie tech, you know, but right. this oxidative stress literally has been linked as the root cause of hundreds of diseases. Mm. And so it broke down my body. It caused me to have that chronic inflammation. And then by being able to activate my body, I believe that our bodies are wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we have been given the tools, you know, in the form of herbs mm-hmm. and compounds to help our bodies. Yes. And so um, our bodies are smart. So I believe that yeah. the solution for me was giving my body what it needed. And then my body did the work. It's all about the body, giving mm-hmm. the body the tools it needs. Mm-hmm. That's really good because I know a lot of people, you know, believe just the opposite. They think that um, some, something from outside is going to fix what's going on inside of mm-hmm. them, right? Yeah. And I'm hearing what you're saying that, you know, you, did, you find what was working for you and you gave the body, you started to nurture the body right. again right. so that the body could heal itself. Is yeah. that what I'm hearing? Yeah, absolutely. The okay. body has the tools. Mm-hmm. And I find myself wondering, Brenda, do you feel like if you had known the things that you know now, if you'd been able to fortify your body more, um, do you think you could have still done that same job and not ended up getting so sick? I do really believe that. I didn't, again, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. And so um, what I've learned now, and I really wish the things that we know now about GMOs and processed foods and about environmental factors that contribute to disease and dysfunction. I wish that we were taught that so much earlier mm-hmm. and that that was a natural part of what we were, how we were raising our kids, et cetera, because then I believe that I, that I would have been better equipped to be able to number one, identify it yeah. when I started getting sick. Yeah. And then number two, be proactive about addressing it. Yes. I think that's that. what I love that you're saying is that we can empower ourselves not to have to be that victim that lays in bed for 20 hours a day, right? We can, if we're willing to do what we need to do, the food, the exercise, the lifestyle, you know, all of those things, we can do difficult things. We can even work, yeah. you know, long days and still be healthy, vibrant people like you are now, right? Absolutely. That's good. Mm-hmm. So it was there a point in time where you acknowledged the, like what was not working finally, and then you went, the light bulb came on, or was it just a process, or what happened for you? You know, for me, the beginning of it was when I went to that hospital in Mexico. Yeah. Because I was there as an inpatient for two and a half weeks. And what did you learn there? And so it was interesting because what I learned there was all the basic building blocks of what I wish we were learning sooner. So I learned about eating the right foods. I learned about eating, um, you know, about not eating processed foods, about non-GMOs, about, you know, organic. I learned about um, just, it was like a class in self-care that I had never been taught. Okay. Well, listen, we're, we're about out of time here but uh, for this segment, but I want to bring us back. When we come back, we want to talk about your natural healing modalities that you found versus the prescription medications. And I want to talk to you a little bit about nutrigenomics. Is that, am yep. I saying that? You right? are, you are, okay. yes. We're going to find out what the heck that even <laughs> what means. What that word? As soon as we come back, and we'll be, we'll be uh, right back here. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. There's a question many of us ask ourselves when we are grieving. When will this pain ever end? Life transition coach and grief recovery specialist Paula Shaw wants you to know there is light at the end of the tunnel. In her new best-selling book, Paula gives you information and practical exercises you can use right away in your recovery process, including breathing methods, the emotional freedom technique, energy psychology work, and many other healing tools. Grief, when will this pain ever end? Available now on Amazon.com. 
We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio. Paula Shaw here with my co-host, Ken D. Foster. Is this an amazing show, Paula? It's an amazing show. It is. And in studio with us now, Brenda Geary, a woman who really almost came back from the dead. <laughs> right, Brenda? I would say it's from the dead, I 22 mean, hours in bed uh, yeah, a day. From incredible illness, autoimmune illnesses, breast cancer, a, a host of things that were absolutely devastating and debilitating you. Two, if you could see her now, this vibrant, beautiful woman sitting in studio. Clear eyes. Yeah. Beautiful smile. Gorgeous yeah. glow. Yeah. So how did you do it? And is, is this word, nutrigenomics, that we were just talking about before the break, did that have something to do with it? It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't even pretend to be a doctor. But when you're sick... There's no one that's more invested in trying to find a solution than a person that is really suffering. And so um, this 24-year-old kid brought to me um, this new science. And so nutrigenomics is really the science of using plant-based nutrition Mm -hmm. to impact your genetic expression. So Mm -hmm. we can use plants to actually upregulate or downregulate gene expression. And part of that Part of, and one way that we do that is through another really funky um, acronym I'm going to throw your way is NRF2 activation. And you guys, um, and this is new science, but I just, anyone that's just, whoever's listening to this, just to understand that, you know, doctors and researchers, Washington State University actually just published a paper in 2015 that said that the science of NRF2 activation is potentially the most important therapeutic and potentially most important medical breakthrough in the history of medicine. Wow. So I encourage, and so- Can you give us a basis of that? What what is it? Tell our listeners a little bit about what this is. So what NRF2 activation is, it's like a thermostat. It's like, it's a pathway in the body and you can actually impact that pathway with plant nutrition. And so it's lowering fibrosis. It's activating your antioxidant enzymes. It's activating um, your anti-scarring. Uh, activating your detoxification enzymes. So it's actually like, I tell people, think about a thermostat. A thermostat is self-regulating your body. Mm -hmm. And when you can activate that pathway, um, there are pharmaceutical companies that are chasing down, activating that pathway from a pharmaceutical perspective. Mm -hmm. But you can also do it with natural herbs. So you don't have to have those pharmaceuticals. In fact, there's a pharmaceutical right now that's... um, that's an NRF2 activator. It's for treating MS. It's $54,000 a year. But Ooh. there's an NRF2 activator that's been proven to even be more effective than that one that is all natural. So, again, it's... So it's, it doesn't cost much. It doesn't cost very much. It's $40 a month, you know? Yeah. Um, but my thing is, is that sometimes we, are, we have our barriers up. Yeah. And... We just, I encourage people to be open to learning new things mm-hmm. yeah. that can bless you. Yeah. Because like so, you uh, said earlier, we so often tend to be um, geared, acculturated in growing up that the doctors know everything, right. the science and, and the pharmacies know everything, and we just have yeah. to take what they get. And, and sometimes they do. They, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of I, good in medicine, yeah. right? I, I have a healthy, and, healthy respect for doctors, mm-hmm. um, and there's a place for pharmaceuticals. But I also know that not, that you don't know what you don't know, and that right. includes doctors when new research is coming down the pipeline. Right. So I have a healthy respect for doctors, but I also know that there are other modalities that are amazing. And a lot of times I think people turn their power over to somebody exactly. else, whether it's a, a MD or it's yes. a, a naturopath or it's a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. They turn themselves over to that and they just believe it instead yeah. of tuning into their bodies right. and asking, is this really working for me? Right. You know, and doing the testing research it, doing that the she's research. talking research. about that she's done. Yeah. So how did this impact you? This 24-year-old kid yep. comes in, he gives you the science and nutrigenomics. Yep. How what did you do? Did you take a, an herb? Did you what? What happened yep, for you? Yep. So I actually, um, it made sense to me, and I said, like I said, I had nothing to lose, everything to gain. So I started taking this product, and it 
and that's not the magic bullet. I always tell people there is no magic pill, but it gave my body, it helped to turn on my body mm-hmm. so that my body did the work and it gave me my life back. Literally within three months, I stopped with the chronic vertigo, the chronic nausea. I was out of bed. I was living again. I could actually go out with my mm-hmm. husband. Mm-hmm. I could actually spend time with my husband. I could actually spend time, time out of bed. And for that, I'm very grateful because while after we got married, I all he did was take care of me. Mm-hmm. I was always in bed. Mm-hmm. We would plan on going somewhere, and then mm-hmm. we would have to stop because I was so sick. Mm-hmm. But I, so I got my life back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just tell people, you know, you know, what if there's somebody out there that's listening to this that you've tried everything, and um, you just are, you know want to give up? I say, don't give up. There are things out there that are powerful yes. that if you just open your mind to it that it could really be the one thing that makes all the difference. How did you stay positive during this whole thing? I mean, really and truly. You know, when you have a chronic disease like that, Mm, a lot of people are, they feel like it's going to last forever. You had to feel like that. I did. I did. Um, And I just, I have a high faith in my God. Yes. I have always been a very spiritual individual. And I never asked why I got sick. I just said, okay, this is just part of my journey. Um, And I just chose I chose to focus on the positive things. I'm not Pollyanna, yeah. uh, but I did just make a conscious decision that I was going to be positive, that I wasn't going to let that, what was happening to me mm-hmm. from a physical perspective, change who I was at my core. And mm-hmm. that's a positive, thankful, grateful individual. That is so yeah. important. Yeah. So important. And, and that really was what enabled you to keep yourself going until you found this product right, that right. actually gave your body a kind of like a jump start. It did. It, it, just, like. it just, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. So there is a saying that says, uh, God doesn't do things to us. God does things for, for us. us. Right. Looking back, yeah. what did God do for you? Yeah. So, you know, it's really interesting because I, you know, in my corporate career, I loved it. Yeah. I loved being in corporate human resources. I loved all the global travel. I loved helping people. That's one of the reasons I got into human resources because I love to lift people up and help them to achieve the best that they can be. But I really believe that I got sick because there was a greater purpose for me. I got sick because I w- I'm supposed to go out there and find people that are suffering, find people that are hurting um, to give them hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that because I had so many different health issues that I can relate to them specifically. And, you know, one of my target audiences that I do talk with a lot are people that have just recently been diagnosed with cancer. You know, you get a cancer diagnosis and it's super, super scary. Mm-hmm. And a doctor, oftentimes doctors, your oncologist has never experienced cancer, but they're telling you what the steps are. But a person that's gone through it, that's yeah. walked the walk, I have conversations with people of, I can understand that fear. I can understand that waking up in the middle of the night and you're going through chemo and all of a sudden you feel a spot and you're like, oh my gosh. Um, and, and, and what that feels like. So mm-hmm. I like to, I, I find that it's a gift to be able to be able to be empathetic with individuals mm-hmm. or even a person that's got fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome, a person that's got cognitive dysfunction. What I was so nervous to come on here today because I do have short-term memory issues. I do. And I just have to accept that that's a part of who I am today. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, so do I. So does Paula. We're all good. All there. <laughs> but it's kind of like to be able to. She forgot to... my name the other yeah. day. <laughs> no, I think you forgot your name. <laughs> oh, you're right. I did. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, you know, to be able to relate to people. So I, I think that, and I don't say that getting sick was a gift, you know, right. but getting sift, sick shifted my direction and I feel more fulfilled today Mm. and I feel like I'm living in my purpose today more than I was when I was in corporate America. Do you feel more authentic, more real today? Mm -hmm. And the gift is that you took a really tough situation and you transformed it. You're the gift, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? But I mean, Mm -hmm. we, I like to think that there is always a gift in every tragedy and every difficult circumstance. Mm -hmm. But if we don't, do something with that gift, yeah. right? You know, it doesn't just magically happen. So I think you're a very special person. You're an incredible gift. And how are you working with people now? How are you bringing this knowledge to people? So I am tr- um, I am sharing. Um, I am looking to do more speaking because I mm-hmm. do have 
um, a perspective that I want to share with people. Yeah. So I am growing and expanding and getting out of my comfort zone by taking on more speaking engagements. Um, and uh, so that's, you know, I, that's how I want to share. I just want to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you've given us permission to give out your personal email here in uh, just a moment, but I want to ask you one final question. Three most important pieces of advice, maybe it's not three, maybe it's one most important piece of advice you'd give somebody that's in your situation or that's suffering with an autoimmune disease right now. Mm-hmm. I would say if what you're doing right now from a pharmaceutical perspective isn't working, to really be open to trying other modalities, whether it's chiropractic, whether it's acupuncture, whether it's, again, I'm all about NRF2 activation, you guys. With what I know about that science and activating the body um, mm-hmm. to do what it's supposed to do, you know, I just, that is amazing science. It, I'm a science geek, yeah. and <laughs> that gets me going. That's good. So I'm going to give out your personal email address, yeah. and you're good with people uh, yeah, contacting you. Yeah, that's my business, that's my business, yeah. Yeah, your business address yep. and people contacting you. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to have you give it. Go okay. ahead and, yep. and give so it So it's out. brenda at brendageary.com. And I'd can you spell, spell it for yeah. us, love? So B-R-E-N-D-A at brendageary, that's G-E-A-R-Y.com. Okay, you heard it here. Brenda at brendageary.com. And the science that you were talking about, again, is NRF2 activation. activation. Yeah. So you can Google that, guys. Yeah, go to Google Scholar. <laughs> go to Google good. Scholar, and right. you can get that good information. That's Very great. Good. And the science of nutrigenomics. Yes. That's great. Yeah. I'm Brenda, so I am so glad you made the comeback that you did, and thank you for sharing it with us today. What a story. You've got a lot of work to do out there, but I know that this time you're going to pace yourself. You're going to take good care of yourself and there will not be stress. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm sometimes my own worst enemy because I go, go, go. So I am listening to my body now. Yes. Good girl. Yes. We love that. Thank you for being with us. Thank you both for having me today. thank all of you for listening to Transition Radio Show, where you can find us on transitionradioshow.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Overcatcher, and 14 other podcaster sites. And now we are on 54 AM FM channels, stations across the nation. So, Including KCBQ. Including right here the in San one Diego. and only, the legendary KCBQ <laughs> in San Diego, where we record in uh, the studio here. So hope you'll join us. Uh, check us out on those platforms, and we'll be back next week, same time. See you then. Good evening.